This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. What a day here in Whatcom County. We knew it was probably going to come sooner or later this winter and uh, sure enough, here it is. And I uh, hope you've had been able to stay safe and stay warm through the day. Uh, looks like uh, it's pretty much stopped snowing here at our KGMI studios. Sounds like we could get a little bit more before it tapers off completely. And then um, maybe a bit more tomorrow afternoon is what I've seen in the weather forecast. Not a whole lot more. And then, uh, of course, we, then we move into the freezing rain. So that'll be fun toward the end of the week. But great to have you with us here on this Wednesday afternoon snowy and cold and all that and um, you know most of us have a warm place and a safe place to either be right now or to go to this evening but not everybody and uh, that would be many of those who find themselves homeless and we haven't talked to Marcus D for quite some time he's an advocate for our homeless uh, community here in uh, Bellingham Watkins County and uh, he agreed to come on talk about some of the issues and we talk about it a lot from our perspective i mean those of us who have homes and don't really understand or, or don't have a, 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 a on the ground grip of a, a grasp of uh, what uh, folks in this uh, in this situation go through but uh, marcus it's great to have you here on the program well thank you very much for having me joe it's good to be on again it has been a while and uh, and you're doing great stuff out here but uh, yeah, I've, there's there's stuff to talk about here, of course, with snow on the ground and sheltering and stuff. I do have uh, recent shelter updates, so I'm glad to fill you all in on what we know right now, too. So, okay, good. So thanks for having me. And calls, uh, callers are welcome. You know, just give us a ring, 360-676-546 for a few thoughts on this. Or you, even if you want to give us a weather update, our show's always, uh, it's always open lines no matter what. But, uh, well, Marcus, uh, you, know, I, you know, we've talked so much about uh, homelessness, um, that really came to a head with uh, the encampment that grew around City Hall a couple of years ago, but uh, and maybe has hasn't been as front and center as as that situation was. But we hear about these big encampments. Uh, the one uh, we hear about most recently is uh, behind Walmart there, but there are others around the city. And I guess what um, you know, where, yeah, what's the sure. what's the state of of the homeless uh, situation here in our our community right now? Well, it, 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 you know, it, it, it is a rather nuanced thing. It's kind of interesting to have to hatch all that open at the same thing. You know, we're, we, it's, a, it's a very broad conversation, of course. But uh, when you're talking about the large encampments, um, you know, Walmart was has, has been for a number of years a, a rather large, considered to be somewhat lawless encampment. I mean, the lawless, you're illegally here, so I guess we'll call that lawless from the get but uh, I, I know that it's also um, picked up a bad reputation for having some unsavory characters who've been picked up in there by uh, police and sheriff's activities. Um, there's no, you know, there's no making any excuses for any lawlessness anywhere, of course. Um, but I can, I, I would like to speak to the, the, the Walmart encampment has certainly grown uh, immensely, in, especially in the last year. And but uh, you know when you bring up uh, the encampment at 210, what what happened? What 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 started there was um, a pretty strict program from uh, the Fleetwood administration and BPD to uh, keep people moving along. Um, and anytime there was a, a larger group of like say six people in one group, uh, they got pretty stamped out pretty quickly, and they were chased off of every possible public. Space so that they were forced onto uh, private properties, which we saw like kind of rather famously also at the Winco encampment, where mm-hmm. then the city had to move to uh, sue or then later settle with the owner of, of that property for folks. Some of those folks had been up there for six years. Mm. So that's wow. like, wow. And, uh, but you know, and, and it's, it is sad when people have to make encampments like that. It's sad. Uh, it's sadder still when when they can't uh, get rest on any public spaces either, and there's no place made for them. And uh, I know there's a narrative out there that there's plenty of shelter out there and plenty of services out there. And I, in in some cases, I do know where this narrative comes from. It's a false narrative. We really uh, we've exponentiated our 
uh, population of homelessness, and that's mostly generated right here from our own county, from our own folks falling out of housing and into homelessness. Um, uh, so we're just not keeping up exponentially either. So, so, so we're really falling behind drastically. Well, what's the, uh, it, what's it, the, what's the shelter situation right now with this kind of weather? Sure. At this, at this time, we do have um, a, a, a few emergency – well, we have a, a special winter shelter that's, that's put, been put up by the I, – I, why don't I run, run through them here briefly and kind of give you what I know about them. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the Civic Field Shelter, uh, which is run by the city of Bellingham and also Road to Home as a partner there, uh, that, that runs uh, from 7, 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. and has showers there at the Civic Field location. So that's that's a kind of special one for that. They'll be running all winter long, and I believe that is through March, uh, and they'll be there every night. Um, but they're not doing daytime sheltering there. The emergency sheltering of the, the severe weather shelter put up by the county, this is actually a county-run operation. They don't have a partner running it with them, and they are at uh, 810 State Street down by the roundabout where you see what looks like a Pac-Man statue there on the corner, and they're they're in there, and uh, they have a capacity of 40 in there, mm-hmm. and um, they've they've been hitting close to 60 most nights. Uh, it's very cramped, and uh, and and the workers in there are doing great work. Um, they also have rather a, uh, a a reservation system, if you will. Um, if you if, if you spent the night with us last night and you'd like to spend the day with us to stay warm, you can do that, and then you will also uh, make sure you have a bed tonight. Uh, your you know the next night uh, as you go along, and so and that is going to go through 8 a.m. Friday, and then they'll be done. At least and at least the, everything that I'm giving you right now is, is all very very fresh stuff. So uh-huh. okay, <laughs> we're 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 changing it a lot, but especially the emergency sheltering. But the, but like I said, that civic sheltering is something that you can kind of count on. Fern Dale has um, a severe weather shelter there, and they have some beds available up there. And I encourage you to get on uh, shelterstatus.com and look at some of the other options. The, the uh, Lummi tribal folks have, uh, for tribal members, have some sheltering available. Um, most of it is first-come, first-served stuff. Um, and then also today, uh, we've, we've, we've had a couple iterations of, of uh, just in the last few days, um, emergency daytime warming shelters, and they opened up the old drop-in center, just kind of kitty-corner across from the new construction of the Mission Building, the old drop-in center that the Mission used to operate. That building has a capacity of 110, and we haven't hit capacity there during the daytime or anything, but it is actually something that we're encouraging uh, the county to consider uh, bolstering. You know, they can gain 60 beds by moving their current uh, State Street location over to that location. And so I just want folks to know that that's something that we're trying to encourage our leaders to do, and many of them are, are making that uh, push, and we could use a little more help. The health department um, has been a little sticky on this. They feel like we don't have enough uh, staff, trained staff to, to do it, and um, we've got a lot of volunteers out here and some people who know what they're doing too, so it could be you. Um, you mentioned the buses are closed. Well, I suspect, I know you know, and just just on that point, I suspect that uh, sure. uh, uh, volunteers and uh, the availability of people to help run these shelters, that's probably a limiting factor. Is that it, is it, that it, accurate? Well, it, it it would be no. I mean, it doesn't seem to be right now. We seem to have people stacked up wanting to help. But okay. in, in fact, uh, that it's that it's the people who to be able from the health department to train them uh, seems to be at least that's that's the word that I got from Erica Lottenbach in my conversation a couple nights ago with her on the phone. Um, she's feeling like we just can't train up people fast enough, and so and that was the reason she felt that we couldn't uh, run both the State Street and the drop-in center together, but for the county, which would then bring it about 140 out of, you know, the, the over 1,000 people out here. So um, uh, so uh, in that conversation, I kind of, so we, we kind of turned toward uh, just abandoning, that. let's look at abandoning the current State Street location of with a population, with a capacity of 40, and move over to the other one, gaining 60 beds. Uh, at the drop-in center, and so that's what we're kind of, that's the conversation that's going on, and I hope that folks, okay. if, you, if you have friends who are, are uh, civic leaders, you can reach out to them and, and uh, encourage that. Um, certainly it's going to fall to the executive, uh, Sat Paul Sidhu, to make that decision, and we encourage uh, him to do that. And like you said, the buses are, are shut down, but it, there is also these special runs for moving people around, and there will be a special run tonight. Uh, they just closed down at 4 o'clock at the daytime center at um 
at, at uh, the, the drop-in center, which was run by the city in partnership with the HOT team. I know this is a lot of info, but it's kind of interesting to, to track who's running what. And then tomorrow they're going to open up again. They just announced that just before uh, this call. So okay. uh, we are going to have some day sheltering tomorrow with the drop-in center. That's the news there. And uh, and the uh, severe weather shelters should be open through Friday morning. And then we'll see where that leaves us. I, I believe we still have more weather coming, like you said, the Freezing rains and stuff are still going to be with us, and so that that might change. So stick stick with us on that. Stick stick uh, with okay. shelterstatus.com. That basically links you to the latest uh, county information. So, okay. So and and so we're we're, 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 we're talking about with Marcus D is an advocate for the homeless here in our community, and and I guess where does that leave? I mean, that uh, obviously it doesn't cover ev- everyone who's who's without a home, right? I mean, how many people would you estimate? And obviously there have been people who have slept or been unsheltered through that vicious cold snap that we just experienced, right? Yes. Yes. And so, and, and, and we did um, hit maximum capacity on the shelters that were open and turned people away. And we knew that. And so that's a good reason for us to redouble our effort and find funding. I don't know what uh, the price of a single human life, but um, in fact, we, it's a well-known fact that we have over a thousand people from the last point in time count with our, with all of our beds full, we're sheltering somewhere around 350. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and, and it's most advocates would agree. We probably have you know, let's just say there's a thousand people unsheltered who might like to take shelter tonight, and it's probably not going to happen in Whatcom County, and that's that's a lot, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but there are there are but numbers. Are, there are numbers of those that 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 don't want to go to a shelter. Are is that accurate? Yes and no. There's 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 numbers. A lot of those numbers are people who don't want to take advantage of the shelters that are available because they're either this temporary portion, you know, the temporary type, which um, which means you know, and day to day from some in some cases, like tomorrow, we just found out that we'll be open one more day for daytime sheltering. People have their stuff out in the woods, their camp, uh, something, you know, they 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 try to get some sort of a household about about them out there sometimes and often. And uh, they can't be blamed for trying to do that. And uh, so they, they don't want to necessarily abandon that to go overnight someplace for, uh, temporarily and come back and find all of it gone, which also happens most often. Um, so it, it, people and, – and then, of course, there's the, there's uh, some, some sheltering in Whatcom County that some folks have had a, a bad experience with will never go again. Some that are they're never uh, allowed there again. Uh, and and for for various reasons, sometimes you have somebody who's in a shelter and you have a protection order against them, and so you can't go be within a thousand feet of them or whatever because you're trying to seek protection from the person who's sheltered, and uh-huh. vice versa. All of that's out there. There's so there's a there's a thousand reasons, uh, a million reasons. You know, just as unique as the people that we serve. Uh, but well, with, really, when yeah. we know when well, we know that we have people unsheltered, it's we it, it does fall ultimately on the county. Uh, you know, it's like well, we failed to coordinate with the city, and so this the county really are the ones that need to step up for that and uh, to make sure that we all have a space to get warm. You and me, when we're on the street, right. we'd like to step in and get warm. So, all right. Well, I, I need to take a quick break, and we're talking with Marcus sure. D, uh, advocate for our homeless community here in uh, Bellingham, Whatcom County, and. Uh, we'll have more uh, on this situation, and uh, and your calls are always welcome. 360-676-5464. Back in just a moment. In the auto world, they call it bumper-to-bumper coverage. Lasts a year, maybe two. If anything happens, you don't pay a dime. You ever heard of a six-year bumper-to-bumper plan? Neither had we, and absolutely never on a home heating system. So we said yes. Let's guarantee the whole system for six full years. Then... Let's make it affordable for so many more people with 0% interest. Purchase annual maintenance with our system and in turn, enjoy six years of bumper-to-bumper operation, 100% parts and labor coverage. Six years, 0% interest, and six years of annual maintenance. Remember, this is a limited-time offer now till February 16th. Go to MarsHeating.com today for our 6 plus 6 promotion. For out-of-this-world service, call Mars. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See store for details. The customer is just looking for a great experience. 
They already did their research, put hours and hours on the internet, figure out what they want. Stop trying to push people to buy something they don't want. Stop lying about things they're not true. Just get down to the human base and be nice. They want to drive the car, let them drive it. They want to go check it out with their mechanic, let them check it out with their mechanic. What do you have to hide? There's nothing to hide. Please, just be honest. Give them a good experience and the rest should be really simple. Here's the numbers. You like them? Yes. Let's make a deal. Let's shake hands. Let's take a picture of you because we're excited that you bought a car here. The customer should be like, hey, I'm, I'm here because I know I'm going to get a good deal. I already looked at the price. I know what my car is worth. If you can give this to me, we'll make a deal. Here you go. Let's make a deal. We take care of our customers because it's the right thing to do. Bellingham Nissan is part of the Cortez Auto Group. Hi, Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, here to talk to you about health insurance. Are you looking at retiring soon? Or maybe a change in your employment left you without coverage? Whether it is a plan to go with your Medicare or individual health insurance you need, find out how working with a licensed insurance agent at Guided Solutions can help you navigate the plans available in your area and help you make the right choice for you and your family. Learn more today by calling us at 866 733 5111. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us in this part of the program. Anyway, we're talking with uh, Marcus D. He is an advocate for our homeless community here, our homeless population, which as he said, what, somewhere around a thousand people that don't have a regular shelter um, and Obviously, we don't have the shelter to uh, put a roof over all their their heads. I guess, my Marcus, I because I think you made a good point before the break that uh, there are a million reasons, or there are at least a, a num- as many reasons why everyone doesn't have shelter as there are people that don't have shelter. If you get what I mean, and how do we how, how do we approach that situation? Because there are people that have you know that just aren't. For whatever reason, uh, whether it's what the you know uh, substances or um, how they act out, or like you said, restraining orders, or um, maybe they have pets or what have you that that preclude them from being in a in a community type situation. And how do we help those kinds of folks? Sure. Well, uh, you know, obviously, we need to design some some more. Uh, Need-specific stuff. Certainly, we need to provide more mental health services for folks we're serving, uh, people who I think we're probably quite over 20% of our homeless population is considered to be severely mentally disabled. And so when people say, you know, we'll put a broom in their hands and get them to work, you know, I mean, we're going to need to do better than that. We're going to need to do better for them than that. We need to uh, lower our own expectations for folks who uh, have tried their whole lives and just can't, can't. They can't. And so uh, not not at all laughing at that plight. I uh-huh. just think that we, we all need to see that um, and take that on. As as, uh, as the draft of the Constitution said when they said promote the general welfare, I think they kind of meant this. Um, so, I mean, well, I mean you would do, you include uh, would you include people who are addicted to substances? I mean, are are they part of that group? Oh, well, I mean, it's. it's Severely mentally disabled does kind of come from uh, you can do a lot of damage to yourself, too, with okay, drugs. And yeah. so, yeah, it does, that, that does happen. And so that's why I think that that number is probably increasing. Um, but but in fact, uh, you know, we do we, there are triage methods that we can be using. Uh, the, the, show, the, the, the housing first method is is a science. Of course, people, when they hear the housing first, they're like, you just can't put somebody in a tiny home or whatever and, and uh, let, you know, just let them rot there. Of course you can't. And people will, will cry about individual programs, about how uh, they've failed. And there's, there's some validity to that if we, don't, if we don't provide a continuum of care and a holistic approach and plan. It's, it's why I uh, and my, my fellow advocates are really pushing for government-run programs that, that, that allow us as citizenry to come and volunteer into those programs and where they provide the structure and, and the buck stops with them. They provide, they provide the uh, indemnification uh, because what we're doing is quite the opposite now. We, we dump money into siloed uh, private programs within, in the private sector. 
uh, nonprofits and churches who don't necessarily communicate well together are competitive for resources against each other and even uh, competitive for clientele for funding. So uh, when you, yeah. it's kind of a perfect storm when you do it that way. So if we, if we kind of encourage the government to, to run the operations, allowing those nonprofits to work under them, uh, with more oversight and and uh, and them under citizen oversight, I think we can do a good job. Aren't, aren't um, we? Uh, aren't we then asking the government, though, then to create a whole new, uh, a whole new um, uh, bureaucracy? And and I and I, I remember then this has been a number of years that. ago, but I think maybe around the crisis of uh, of the encampment at uh, at the city hall. But um, the council member Michael Lilliquist made the point that. The city can write checks, and at the time, I recall the the city was, you know, asking for groups to come forward to say run a parking program or or, or a camping, you know, a, a site that would the city would make available for camping or maybe maybe people living in their vehicles that sort of thing. But asking for private exactly. a private group to come and run it, but they didn't get any takers. But uh, and Michael Oliquist said that's what the city can do. We can write a check. But we don't have the personnel. We don't have people to to actually run a program like that. What, I, what and, would you and, answer? And to I that? do get that, and 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 I am I am asking for a creation of some of that bureaucracy okay. because he, he's speaking to, he's speaking to the system that is indeed broken broken and failing us, and we are writing big checks. I I would tell you that the sheltering that I've you know I mean you know that I've participated in tiny home sheltering here and bringing that to Whatcom County. The sh- that sheltering is so incredibly cheap. The first summer that Unity Village ran, we ran that place for sixteen hundred bucks a month, and six hundred bucks of that went toward outhouses. That's a thousand dollars a month to house twenty people. It's so cheap. It's, it's it's much cheaper than the money we're spending. And so if we shift toward maybe developing some of that bureaucracy with the oversight that's needed, so people don't fall between giant silos of projects, that we can then. Uh, we we can then operate much cheaper and much more streamlined than what we're doing. We don't need to spend horrendous amounts of money on sweeps and and further exacerbating the issue like we're seeing now, too. We can get them off the streets, and we can bring them directly under under shelters and into programs with with expediency. All right. We're talking with Marcus D., and uh, let's go to, uh, uh, is it Kinney here on uh, on the line? Kinney, is this... Call yeah, here. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're you're on the show here with uh, with uh, Marcus. What are, what are your thoughts here? Hi, can I? So there was just a couple of things. Hey there, Marcus. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about here. Uh, uh-huh. The first one is you were talking about the um, whether the gen- promoting the general welfare included people with substance abuse issues, and I just wanted to point out that virtually every single study for decades now has shown. Stable housing is actually the most significant factor to curbing and recovering drugs and substance abuse issues. He's right there. Yeah. Um, also, as Marcus said, uh, said and alluded to a bigger thing here, all studies show that housing people first costs dramatically less money and has less burden on, on all of our emergency systems. Um, at the end of the day, just giving somebody a house, figuring that out, is less burdensome on virtually every system and costs dramatically less money. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was Camp 210. I was there. I was on the ground. I was on the ground for every iteration of that encampment. And what the city loves to cover up about this is that 210 was a protest. Camp 210 was a political protest for homeless and houselessness rights in this town. And what the city did to those people is a constitutional uh uh, violation of their rights. Should mm-hmm. that well, I, 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 from my perspective, it seemed it began as a protest that there were a number of tents that uh, sprang up and uh, in in a protest. But it seems that it became more than that. It became it became a shanty town. I, I don't know that it was a a protest by the time we reached. The holidays, or into January, or by the time it was cleared, it was it was a settlement. Well, if, if, if I may, the construction well, of a shanty town, as you say, is actually evidence that the protest was being ignored and the needs of those people are being ignored, that it kept growing and growing and growing rather than than something being done about it. Something I, other than I, running I, them off I, with I also, sniper rifles and tanks. 
<laughs> there were tanks and there were, I, I mean there were military assault vehicles for sure i was there well i was i, I was there as well i and i you know it was really when i when when i got there it, the residents were the ones who were the, the residents were packing up and there were advocates who were who were you know heroically helping them i would say that that were helping them loading up their stuff and helping them move to to another location which they did did you happen to notice that those people were packing up at gunpoint uh, they weren't. There weren't guns trained on them. There weren't. And, I have you know that the uh, the 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 police activity was against the protesters who organized there and and were standing in the way of uh, of the city workers. But I was there too. I I saw it. I saw it. There were there were there were uh, you know a military they, they, military they, they, style they, troops certainly. But would I, you I think there was a proportional response to the protesters that showed up. Because I didn't see anybody there armed. Well, I don't know. Not a single person. I, I, I didn't see anybody armed, right. But The protesters yeah, I, that I saw there were creating a wall to allow the advocates right, and to I, help those people clean up their camp. I'll because, be honest. I be I'll be honest because I'm a, I'm a little earlier than they announced. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit um, I, I'm a little bit jaded on those protesters because they spray painted me when I went down to simply report on what was happening. They hey, they created say, a perimeter you. and they weren't allowing me. They weren't allowing homeless advocates, um, uh, you know, uh, onto the to the site if they had video equipment. And it was it was very militant. I I don't blame the city for their response. I'll be quite honest with you. I thought Can it I was, ask you. Yeah. You you say it was very militant. Yeah. But <laughs> I will say. But, I mean, but you're putting you're putting the onus of that that militantness on the unarmed civilians, not the armed trained professionals. Okay. Yeah, they were they were pleasant people. I'll I'll give you that. Okay, okay. okay. I'm just making my point Gentlemen, today. I'm not, I'm not. Can we hear from Mark? One more thing, though, Joe. I would like to, sure. I would like yeah, to chime in. Okay, I want to. Yeah, I, I would like to chime in on on two ten because this is, we're we're just now approaching the three year anniversary of Camp Camp Two Ten enforced eviction at, on January twenty eighth. I'll be very clear about who was hosting that event. Okay. And that was the city of Bellingham. The right. city of Bellingham was the legal host of that. They did not bring a single hamburger nor blanket nor tent, nor tarp, nor pizza night to that camp in three months. Mm-hmm. It did definitely fall apart on the ground. They were there unserved. I saw homeless advocates and spoke with homeless advocates. Well, of, 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 I just want to say that, okay. that there was a lot of denial of service on that ground. And when people showed up with cameras and not with food, they got chased out. And I, I, I'll I, tell you, I wasn't not, chased by residents. I, I wasn't chased by people who were there, although one did throw a cup of hot chocolate in my face. But I got spray painted by young protesters who weren't who weren't residents there, who weren't living the way these people can live. I, and can I ask if I'll, you're I'll, certain I'll of that? Because I, I positive, was there with the yes. people that I know live here. I know who 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 I was confronted by. I absolutely do. And th- but that's all you beside the, the point. Them, but, you know but, but I don't and I don't want to <laughs> argue all this stuff. But I would say that you know the city going to serve these people and and I mean and that would encourage it to to remain. And it was a nightmare. And you told me so in so many words. I, I I made that comment to you back then, uh, Marcus, and you agreed with me that it was it was I, 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 I a mess. I absolutely think that the, the government left them to rot on the lawn. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah, I think okay. that it was. Nightmare, I personally, I, I, because I was in negotiations with 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 the government at that powerful. time. I was in all of those conversations, and I was there daily. Okay. And it and it was an absolute humanitarian disaster. There's no question. Well, that, and, no and question. You'll never hear an argument from me. But in, okay. but in fact. The government didn't do anything to help those folks, and in the end, reneged on their deal and came, and, it, and it did a sneak attack a day early. So that's what. Yeah, we, I don't that, think it's right. It was to put the responsibility. It, it was a week late. I the least power to fix it. I hear you, Joe, and I know okay. that, that other. I know. I know that other reporters also got their butts burned. A camera was broken. A phone was smashed. I understand, and I'm not. I'm not defending any violence at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I just know, saying I know, Marcus. That I, that I, that I understand I, you. I, I, yeah, I'm saying I understand where it came from, and I and and I, and and I cannot abide by us saying the government was in the right here on any aspect of that. They really blew it. Right. They really blew it. I and we've seen, and we lost hope. 
All right, Kane, I appreciate you appreciate your call, and I've got to take a break. We we'll put, we'll put Kane off and uh, let him go, and uh, keep uh, Marcus on the line here, and we'll be back in a moment talking about uh, the homeless situation. And uh, I mean, I guess you know, I I don't know if it does any good to debate this, uh, you know, several years old situation, but um, three years, and I think that we've got a lot that we need to be able to rebuild so we can stand on it again. There's there's some unstable ground here because there's two different stories clearly so All right. you know we'll, take, we'll be right back here on kgy connects our phone number 360-676-5464 tandoori bites now in bellingham and linden linden residents can now enjoy the fresh and flavorful taste of indian food in their own hometown you'll be amazed at the unique menu of one-of-a-kind foods that takes your taste buds on a journey overseas enjoy a bountiful menu featuring tender butter chicken and succulent baked tandoori meats plus plenty of vegetarian and halal options for a special dining experience eat family style complete with authentic Indian style seating. The new Tandoori Bites Linden location also features a sports bar with local craft beers, Indian beer, wine, and a full cocktail menu. Tandoori Bites Linden is also home to all-time pizza. 21 different flavorful pizzas to choose from with a tasty variety of fresh toppings. Locals love their buffalo chicken pizza or Linden Lion pizza, and you'll love the flavors and freshness. Dine in or take out Tandoori Bites and all-time pizza in Linden's Bender Plaza, 8874 Bender Road, just north of the ball fields. Stop by today for a unique dining experience. You love what you find at Wilson's. Your living room is looking pretty good, but there's something missing in that corner. It's time for a trip to Wilson's. Wilson's Furniture will have dozens of great-looking accent chairs to choose from, and one is bound to be perfect for your room. And right now, with winter sale pricing, that chair will look even better. Wilson's Furniture in Ferndale. Start off the new year with the resolution to get a better night's sleep. And Wilson's Furniture has one of the largest selections of mattresses in the Northwest. Memory foam, pillow top, inner spring, and adjustable in a wide range of firmness levels that guarantee you'll find the perfect mattress for you. All at winter sale pricing. Wilson's open seven days a week. Family room, living room, bedroom, or kitchen. If one or more of the rooms in your house needs a new look, then look to Wilson's Furniture to help you out. And with winter sale pricing, Wilson's will help you get the look for any room just the way you want it and at a price that will make you happy. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. Hi, Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, here to talk to you about health insurance. Are you looking at retiring soon? Or maybe a change in your employment left you without coverage? Whether it is a plan to go with your Medicare or individual health insurance you need, find out how working with a licensed insurance agent at Guided Solutions can help you navigate the plans available in your area and help you make the right choice for you and your family. Learn more today by calling us at 866-733-5111. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We're talking about the homeless situation here, and uh, I guess it's really top of mind with uh, the current weather conditions and what we've seen over the last couple of weeks with those extremely cold temperatures. And Marcus D. is our guest. He is an advocate for the homeless population here in Watkins County and Bellingham. And Marcus, I guess... um, you know, I, you know, the, and I don't know. Are are you an advocate for what they what they call, uh, you know, no barrier, um, no barrier shelter? I guess where doesn't matter what your situation is, uh, what your state of mind may be, that we have shelter. We we bring we we create a shelter for those folks. Marcus. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi. Oh, I am, there you I are. Okay. Been, I was wondering if I lost you. I, I, oh, no, I'm sorry, and I muted there. For a while. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> my, my apologies. Yeah, I absolutely am an advocate for it, but I'll tell you, it doesn't just end there. Of course, you've got to have a path for these folks. You've got to, you, you know, you've got to get, you've got to find a spot for these folks to figure out, but it does not 
benefit us to leave them on the street. It does not benefit the property owner, the business owner, uh, does not benefit our environment to leave those folks outside and unserved. Yeah, it's cheaper to bring them in and see if we can sort them out. Uh, there's going to be some folks that are going to need uh, a higher touch care in their lives. There's some folks out on our streets who tragically uh, never commit a crime and do nothing but are perfect victims out there. These folks should be sitting on a bench feeding ducks, and people can come tap them on the shoulder and say it's time to come in and eat and be far less taxing on our entire system by doing so. But what, I mean, about, I, it, you know, um, what about people? I, and I guess I can understand the city being reluctant to do that in allowing people who are unpredictable at best to to be you know living under their care under their umbrella i mean it's you know in the light of you know the the you know the litig, litig, lit, litigant litigious society we live in i mean it wouldn't yeah. take much it wouldn't take many ods or or um assaults in a, a facility like that for legal action to be brought by some party against the city or, or whatever government agency sure. is running. And so, and, and, and so you bring that up, but let's look at how we're actually mitigating that. What we're doing is we won't do that. We will not serve the need that we see in our streets. Instead, we find a church or a nonprofit to hang that on, and when they fail, they sink. And then that population that they're serving sinks with them. Okay. This is a very broken system, and we, and, and we will benefit greatly by by the government uh, having the oversight of that. Okay. I mean, well, that's, yeah, that's why that's, I that's, ask that's you. my stand on that. And, and you know, and you and and uh, myself and other advocates um, put together a, a, a plan called Big Big Lift. The Big Lift is a, a holistic plan. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find it. The Bellingham Herald ran a, ran a, a story on it. You can look it up in the Herald. Look up Big Lift through the Bellingham Herald. And, uh, you'll find the actual plan. It's only a six-page document. It's an outline for us all to find if we can work within it. We need an outline like that. If that's not the one, then we need one like that. So, um, And that is a holistic plan that takes a person from, yes, zero barrier because you get them off the street. We, 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 we sort them out, figure out what their trouble is. Oh, you just needed to get on your meds, and then actually you can be in subsidized housing. So we put you up to that level. Okay. And, and and you will have some people check in on you monthly or two weeks or whatever that whatever your needs are. But we need to develop that, and it needs to be run by the government, because if we let, uh, I'm not going to run through the names of different nonprofits and churches in our community, uh, and 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 the, any one of them uh, make some people roll their eyes because of some failures that they might have had. That's not right, you know. Uh, well, it's, it's sure, but any organization is going to have some failures, and it is uh, and sure. people are and going so to have your, issues. And, but. and so, and so will that government organization too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but it but it is indeed the intent of the document of the Constitution. Indeed, the first sentence in it says promote the general welfare. I think that's what they meant. Okay, we're talking with Marcus D. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale's got some thoughts on this issue. Hi, Rich. How's it going, guys? Doing all right. What's the what? Yeah, well, you're saying the government should take care of these people or should be government-run. Well, in the past, the government did run mental hospitals. They did a poor job of it, and they've been closing them. And so a large part of this problem is mental mental unfitness or whatever the right word is due to, in part, drugs. So unless those two things are addressed, chemical addiction and mental health, there's – it's, you're throwing your pearls before the swine. If you just say no barrier housing and we feed them and take care of them forever, all you're doing is enabling them to do their drugs in a better place. So Hans Ersinger Davis, I'm sure, would disagree with you that private outfits don't do well. I'm sure they have a success rate. I'm sure they they know what they're talking about. They've been dealing with this for 100 years. And the government could run some things. And this new jail we're going to put in is supposed to have mental facilities in it, as well as a small hospital. So that would be an answer. And what a better place it would be to be in a safe, warm place where you get fed and get some counseling than a new high-tech jail. A thousand times better than a tent. So you okay. also said what? I mean, right. it is. Well, let's, a, that let's... is a physical fact. All right. Well, let's let let's let uh, Marcus respond sure. to that. Thanks, Rich. Go ahead, Marcus. I, if you think people are denying services now, put all your services in a jail and tell them that that's where they've got to go to find them. That's okay. about what I've got to say about that. If you've got a if you've got a small warrant or something, and yet you qualify for services, you're not going to seek services because you're afraid of the jail. I think it's a terrible idea to put services at the jail other than incarceration related services. What about um, 
Well, well, let's just let's go to let's go to Michael in uh, in Linden. He has some thoughts on this. Uh, Michael, go ahead. Hey, Joe, and uh, hey, Marcus. Thanks for being here today, and thanks for Hi, what Mike. you do for uh, the people in need here in the community. Um, I actually have a couple of friends that uh, for the last few days have been taking out some propane tanks, um, warm blankets, coats, food, and whatnot uh, to the people out behind Walmart. And if anybody would like to make a uh, donation of money, clothing, or help, which is probably the most needed right now is actual physical bodies, um, feel free to stop by Cala Mechanic, Inc. and Tattoo uh, on Gerard Street here in Bellingham and uh, talk to Carrie or Jeff there, and they'll make sure that uh, that stuff gets to the right people. Okay. What's the name of the, what's the, name of the tattoo shop? Cala Mechanic, Inc. Okay. on Gerard Street here in Bellingham, and you can speak to Jeff or Carrie there. All right. Okay. Michael, I'm glad so, you guys are doing that. Thank you. It takes, it takes a village. Yeah, and so uh, so anyway, uh, another comment about the previous caller with the, with the uh, people at City Hall. It sounds like, sounds like there's almost an insurrection there. <laughs> but that's oh, just boy. A, just a sarcastic <laughs> comment for you, Joe. But, yeah, thanks. You know, the, the one thing I want to mention is, you know, Democrat nonprofits, and I think, again, one of the reasons they have a bad name is because of how they waste the money. And we only have to look here locally to the King County Regional Housing Authority, where, you know, they, they created that new group led by Mark Dones, and uh, he was paid uh, $250,000, hired a bunch of friends. All these jobs paid between $113,000 and $160,000 for these positions, 96 uh Let's see, what does it say here? 96 days or hours of paid vacation time and 12 holidays and so on and so forth. And, you know, okay. the problem is, you know, they, they hired these, you know, executive directors and these committees, and then they have studies and they have focus groups that are ironically usually held at resort locations with, you know, all the okay. food, okay. lodging, think, and travel think, paid for. I think we get and your, none we get of the money ever gets to the people. And so, okay. you know, they're spending it on boulders. They're spending it on cement barriers so people can't park their RVs or they're spending it on night sweeps. And uh, I just wonder if you could address that or speak to that for a little bit. All right. Uh, Marcus, any thoughts on that? Well, uh, hostile, uh, hostile architecture was one of the things that you definitely did bring up there. And that's a, that's a very real thing. And, and we do spend a lot on, on uh, mitigating the disaster that we somehow mandate is here. You know, we put these people on the streets, leave them on the streets, refuse to serve them. Uh, I mean, uh, when I say we put them on the streets, there's a thousand reasons why people are homeless. It's true. But in some cases, they're put there, too. There's post-incarceration problems. There's all kinds of reasons why people are out there. But, they, you know, some of them really tried. We've got elders out there who are on a fixed pension, and they, they don't have enough for rent. they got enough to feed their cat and themselves and live in a car. Those people need to get pulled out of these mixes. So we need to identify we need to have a triage-type center where we can truly identify what services a person needs and then advance them to those services, and that's where we fail. All right. We're a quick break. Uh, I've got to get to, to a couple commercials in here, and we'll have a few t- a few minutes left with Marcus D., um, advocate for our homeless community here in Bellingham and Whatcom County, and uh, we'll have time to take your call. So we'll try to squeeze it in, 360-676-5464. Back in a moment. We all make plans and envision what our lives will look like. But life happens and choices are made. Some for the better, others for the worse. And sometimes the end result is unknown. If you or a loved one have ever faced an unplanned pregnancy, you understand the wonder and the fear that comes with the unknown. From the moment a baby is conceived, it is a new human life with its own DNA. Never existed before and never will again. At just six weeks, you can hear the heartbeat of a precious and valuable human being. Circumstances may not be ideal, but where there is life, there is hope. You are not alone. My name is Maggie. Myself and many others want to stand with women in crisis who may feel helpless and hopeless. We can help with a place to stay, food to eat, clothing for you and your upcoming child. We can offer help finding a job or continuing your education. We want to stand with you and help you succeed as a parent and an individual. Your life matters and so does your baby's. Contact us at lindenhumanlife.org. 
Adventure has its own style. It's made of tall trees, unpaved trails, snow and ice. And at the center, the most capable Subaru Outbacks yet. Stop by Dewey Griffin and check out all the 2024 Subaru Outbacks with financing as low as 1.9% on all these beauties. Limited Touring Wilderness, Limited XT and Touring XT trim models. See Dewey for all the details. Dewey has a huge inventory of new Subarus from the 8-passenger Ascent to the Forester, the Impreza and the all-new Crosstrek. A Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go safely. Plus, when you purchase a Subaru from Dewey, you'll be supporting a local dealership that supports our local community. Need service? Check out Dewey's Express Service Center. It's fast, convenient, and best of all, there's no appointment necessary. Open six days a week. Stop by for your next oil change or any other minor maintenance and you'll get a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru certified tire and service center in Whatcom County. Hi, Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, here to talk to you about health insurance. Are you looking at retiring soon? Or maybe a change in your employment left you without coverage? Whether it is a plan to go with your Medicare or individual health insurance you need, find out how working with a licensed insurance agent at Guided Solutions can help you navigate the plans available in your area and help you make the right choice for you and your family. Learn more today by calling us at 866 733 5111. Get deals on what you need during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Right now, save $20 on select 5-gallon ceiling paint or primer by HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams. Plus, get 15% off and earn 3 times bonus points when you buy 4 more Purdy products. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location while supplies last. Discount taken in time of purchase. See sales associate for details. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts of any. Valid 115 through 126. Subject to change. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. We appreciate Marcus D., advocate for our homeless here in Bellingham and Whatcom County, to, for joining us and uh, talking about this issue. And um, the no easy solution, or, or is the solution easy, Marcus? Is it just <laughs> the, the unwillingness of our, uh, of our government <laughs> officials to just suck it up and... I, I don't know. It's, I, you know, because I, when I think about it, I put myself in their shoes and think about it. As I, I brought up the legal issue earlier, um, and you talk about the, you know, the, the, what was Camp Two Ten, the, the, you know, what uh, occurred down at City Hall, and you know, the city didn't bring them any, didn't provide. I guess they did provide them some, some porta potties and and dumpsters. I think they brought those by, but. Yeah, they brought they brought it they brought a dumpster and and four porta potties and okay. we were serving about. But I mean, I mean, can you imagine what the the headlines would have been and what the reaction would have been if okay, here's this encampment on city property right there in the the heart of the city and it was big. Obviously, it spanned two blocks at you know its height, and and can you imagine the headlines of the city's now providing them pizza. The city's, you know, feeding them and, and, you know, making them welcome here in this in this situation where it it, it was a protest, Joe. But in fact, the people who initially showed up there had been being chased by the police in a state when we do in our community where there was no beds available in, in Whatcom County. It was November 10th. It was cold. It was wet. They were losing all of their gear to the police. And they came to the city hall to say, we need we're asking for solace we're asking for your protection mm-hmm. and and that was initially what it was and i don't ever yeah, want I was, to abandon i was down there way. with you that very that very very first night i remember you called me and right i came down right. and and and, down and, and, and and but that is but but that was the status and we shouldn't forget that that those services were not available to them then if the, if the city had reached out in a more compassionate way to see if we could work out now i want to admit that that, that uh, homes now again you know when you have an indemnifiable partner who's willing to partner with you then then you that's somebody else who can take the blame if you blow it then they'll they'll throw money at that deal so they threw money at homes now and stood up uh, the the Swift Haven project which again is tiny homes is working great 
It's a fine model in our community, and it's super cheap. And I can't say that, you know, that enough, that we will save money by serving people instead of leaving them out there. Well, all three college. of those have you know, seemed to be very successful. They're, oh, the uh, tiny home villages are great. Yeah. When, when Ann Deacon left the health department just before her retirement, she kind of went on a little tour and said to as many groups as would listen, she said, tiny homes are experimental. Don't do it. Uh, well, this is where we are since she's left, and I, I, I think it's time for us to uh, reengage the system that's working actually the very best and most economical in our community with the most efficacy, the most uh, rehousing rate, the best rehousing rate, um, and 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 people instantly recognize community when they walk in. They, the the rehabilitation begins when you walk in the door. This ain't no lie. I've just seen it. It's blown my doors open, and so I can't I can't shout it loudly enough from the rooftops. Well, of every little tiny house. <laughs> I, you know, I guess I just I, I I would understand the the reluctance though of a of an administration to say, okay, we're the ones that are going to establish this. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, oh, I, I mean, it, I it, what are we flip. talking about? Five hundred people, <laughs> or I, I suppose if we had a few of them, we'd have a hundred or so people in in each one of these. Where the tiny home villages, I mean, what are we at? You know, we're in several dozen people, right? Oh, at, sure. So. So what I'm suggesting is you would have a triage area where you might have up to 100 people, but not in a camp the size of 100. You would actually have four tiny home villages of 25 each. That, that's the, that's the uh, functional usage uh, sweet spot for tiny homes from those of us who have been doing that work. You can okay. keep a, a little community together, but you run all four of them together in one area so that services can reach them and, and, then, and then immediately identify. Like I said, there's elders who just need subsidized housing and they don't need additional services. Let's get them the hell out of here now. Pardon my French. I know I didn't, I didn't break the real rules, though. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no, you're fine. But, we can say that. But Joe, you know that's that's the idea. Let's let's identify the veterans who are out here. I think we've got about seventy five of them, is what the veteran services folks say that qualify for sixteen hundred dollars a month minimum if they could just make their appointments. And they don't make their appointments because they're too busy getting chased around or whatever it is. You know, they t- have to try to make an appointment. They blow it. A million things happen on my way to work today, kind of thing. Well, if you're pushing yeah. a grocery cart. Well, and, so, and but, I can totally understand. I mean, if you're living outside in a situation like this and you've got, I, I, I you know, I think, uh, you know, not to be, you know, ridiculous or in, insensitive, I think I'd want to be hammered myself just to, to deal with it. But I, and I mean, well, I can yeah, understand we, that why people would want to escape that. that reality. I, you know, it's, we, we, we see some of that. And, and as long as we're real quickly brushing on it, I do want to talk about that briefly because we talked about, you know, I don't know whether it's here or there to be talking about this encampment that happened three years ago or whatever. Uh, something has happened since then. And I want to tell you, because I used to interview these folks for services a lot. And so a lot of these people are familiar faces to me. Right. And, well, Marcus, and when I would ask, uh, when uh, I would ask them, go ahead real go quick. Ahead. Okay, yeah, real quick. When I would ask them, what, what their, you know, what are your issues? Are you, do you have addiction? Yes, I do. Are you addicted to meth? Yes, I am. Are you addicted to, to, uh, to uh, opiates? No, I'm not. That's a death sentence. Some right. of those same people are now on opiates because they've lost hope. Thanks, and Marcus. That's all the time I got. I got to cut you off. We'll have you on again.